Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. John Dizzle. <laughs> Mikey Hizzle. Oh, simultaneous pop. You are in the D. Dude, salute. Mm. Or you could just drink, whatever. My bad. Salute. Salute. Oh, yeah. It, it has been a day of days. It has been. And, um... We are sitting here in the <laughs> Hizzle studio, if you will. It's very intimate. It is very intimate because we are without power in Detroit. I feel like we're camping. We're super camping right now. and We're, um, we're clamp. What is it called? Glamping. Glamping. We are totally glamping. Yeah. And um, so without power... You are one fucking trooper to drive this far without power. Well, you drove with power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, the pre-pre uh, got me here. Yeah. Dude, I am hoping that the power comes on in the next 12 hours. Yeah, it, it keeps changing, doesn't it? Keeps, it? Uh, well, it should be on right now. According yeah. to the original estimates, but it's not on right now. So, um, hopefully, when we wake up in the morning, there's power. We it's shall all, see. It's all good, man. The weather is honestly perfect for this shit right now. So. Pristine, pristine weather right now. I mean, windows are open. Yeah, it's, there's a slight breeze. Yeah, it's, uh, fifty-five degrees. Per my Apple Watch, like wow, couldn't ask for a better weather. It's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, but you know it. That means it's decent inside. It is very much so. We so. um, we had our air go out in our apartment, and it was ninety-two degrees out with seventy-five degree humidity, and Ugh. the thermostat read eighty-five. That's whack. And that's the point where we said, we're getting a hotel. Let's get a hotel. <laughs> hotel, motel, holiday in. What? <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is a little, a little better than that. You know what I'm saying? So we are recording by, we have a lantern. And a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> we got a flashlight. <laughs> the, uh, the iPad is... Has his flashlight on, and um, yeah, we're doing the thing, bro. The only thing missing is a couple matches and candles being lit yeah. to make it super romantic. And if you like the sound of her voice, I gotta tell you, it's pretty oh sexy. In here. Some little ASMR right here. This is how you get it right here. Oh yeah, yeah. Right here. On the third day of September. Go to sleep. 
go to sleep with the sound of our voice. I can't do that. That's weird. I have an extra pop filter, so. Dude, you tried ASMR. I did, but unfortunately, the um, copyright got me, so <laughs> I can't do ASMR um, with a. But you know what, though? So, hotmikecity.com is available now. Shout out. Shout out to me, if you will. Um, so, I've been thinking about what to do with the uh the newly acclaimed Hot Mike City SoundCloud account. Yeah. So I've been thinking about doing different stories, just reading short <clears throat> poems and stuff like that. Just anything just to get my voice out there. Sure. So the wife has given me some ideas. I've got some ideas. I guess the issue is execution. And so since I've been doing this podcast by myself for the last week or so, ah, yeah, I haven't done anything for Hot Mike City, but Sean Dizzle is back. Oh my God. Just tell us how much you love hearing his voice right now. <laughs> Everyone's probably not listening anymore. Oh, come on. Send your mail <laughs> to Sean at... Unchurchpodcast.show and let him know how much you've missed his voice. And, um, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the details because it's none of your business. None of your business. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, man. I needed some time off and I took it. And, uh, that's what it is. But it is good to be back on. And in front of a mic, and especially with you in person. Yes. It is. We are in Detroit, baby. Detroit, Detroit hustles harder. Dude, I was driving in. Harder. And as soon, it didn't get real until I was passing the Ford plant. Harder. On the left. You know what I'm talking about? Harder. So hard. <clears throat> yes. Because that's when you know, like, I'm about to see the cityscape. Yeah. You come over that bridge. And the smog is gone. Dude, and it was a clear day. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, three something in the afternoon. And like, I just saw the city and I smiled, man. I'm not even lying. <laughs> like, I was just like, damn, dude, I love this fucking city. Oh. And I'm not even like, I'm not a Detroiter. I'm not going to claim that. You'll yeah. never hear me say that. I'm yeah. not from here. I wasn't raised here. I lived here for just a little bit over two years. But, like, in the time that I was here, I appreciate the city so much, man. And it yeah. gets so much shit, you know. And, dude, especially right now with, like, Black Lives Matter and the, <sighs> the point that we're at as a culture and a society in America, it's just, like, and I'm a white guy, you know, like... And I'm sure we'll get more into this later, but like, yeah, I, I just appreciate the city because it's it's not what the media has portrayed. Yeah, like this city fucking loves and it loves hard, and it's so hard. Yeah, dude, and it it knows where it's from. The people know where they're from, and they know what they've been through, and they don't take no shit. But mm -mm. they're also not just out to fucking shank you and shoot you. Like, 
Right. They're accepting and loving and dude, it's just I love this fucking city, man. Yeah. And a little part of me, you know, in the short time that I've spent here, I got to see quite a bit of stuff and talk to a lot of people, a lot of diversity and yeah, I just, yeah. I can't, I mean, dude, I proposed to my wife in front of Michigan Central Station. Like, it's a part of me now because of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm not claiming to be a Detroiter. I understand that. I will never be. I cannot relate, and I totally respect that. But, dude, in my own right, I feel like I can say, like, there's a part of me that will always love Detroit and respect Detroit and Detroiters. And yeah, anyway, coming up over that bridge, dude, I just, <clears throat> I just smiled and I'm like, I fucking love the city, you know? Yeah, 100%. I do the same thing. If I drive out of town, like uh, the wife has family in Cincinnati, unfortunately. And, Ohio, and, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah, OH, Ohio. <laughs> My vagina itches. So Fuck does mine. Fuck the Buckeyes. Yeah. So, um, every time we go down there and or anywhere, you know, and then we're coming back and crossing over I seventy five. You see this big blue sign that says "Welcome to Michigan," and I think to myself, Tim Allen's voice. <laughs> Tim Allen is the voice of pure Michigan, if you guys don't know. Tim Allen is the same guy who was on uh, Tim the Toolman T- Tim the Toolman Taylor. Home Improvement. Thank you. Home Improvement. Uh, it's his voice that is the voice of pure Michigan. And he's the, he has the perfect voice for it. And I would argue that my voice would be absolutely perfect. Email. Fuck your email, dude. <laughs> Just email me We're, at two twenty in the morning. Dude, we are recording right now at two <laughs> twenty in the morning. Fuck your email. Um <laughs> I Thank think, you for shedding that right in my face. <laughs> oh, is it in your face? No, it's you good. Know, listen, the power is out and we need as much light as we can, so we've got several lights going here in my deep dark office the dungeon slash recording studio in the basement (laughs) anyway um here let me is that better no it's yeah it's good okay i would argue that my voice is just as good as tim allen's for pure michigan the only thing that i would say is that after (gasps) after people realize that I look the way that I look, <laughs> they may not like my voice for pure Michigan. Why? But I don't know, dude. Because you know what? So much of the whole pure Michigan concept is like the beaches, the Great Lakes, and stuff like that. Sure. I don't know. I go up north, and I'm like the only black guy there. <laughs> so it, it's Every a race time, thing. I think so, dude. I think so. But you know what, though? Such a sore subject right now. Uh, yeah, it is. But I tell you what, though. 
If I had the chance to meet Tim Allen and he heard my voice, I think that he would vouch for me. Well, how couldn't he? I mean, you're a Detroiter. I think is he from Detroit? Yes. No shit. That's the like from the city. Yes, that's the reason why he is the voice of Pure Michigan uh, because he's from Detroit. Well, hang on, not a poser, not like oh, I'm from fucking Royal Oak. He's not a poser. No shit. No square bis, man. He is. That's dope. He's Detroit AF, and so like. Tim Allen is Detroit. Tim Allen is Michigan. He put... He didn't put Michigan on the map. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was about to say that, but he didn't. Automobiles. (laughs) Henry Henry Ford. Ford Beat him to that punch. (laughs) Henry Ford put Michigan on the map. But, um... He made it popular, man, with his voice. And just like... Beaches, windsurfing, kayaking, camping in the woods. All the white shit. <laughs> exact. That's my point. This is pure Michigan. He put that shit on the map. Yeah. He did, 100%. He did it. His voice sells everything. The dude is amazing. I will put my bottom dollar on Tim Allen any day. Despite his um his coke addiction and all the shit that he did. The I don't like coke. I just like how it smells. I don't like coke. I don't like the way it smells. <laughs> I like the way it tastes. I'm I don't scared. like the way it smells. And I'm telling you, Tim Allen is pure Michigan. And all I'm saying is that I think that I also am pure Michigan. I think I could do it. I think you should do their next voiceover. I think I'll try it. Check out howmikecity.com if you're interested. I think I'll do it. I'll put some pure Michigan shit out there. I'll just say everything that he's ever said <laughs> on every single pure Michigan commercial he's ever done. And I'll just redo it. There you go. And then I'll just send it out and yeah. I'll just say, hey. I'm P- the new voice. Potoski. Windsurfing. Kayaking. What's the other thing? Uh, Craft beers. (laughs) (laughs) Craft beer. Um, No, no. What? What else do we do here? Snowboarding. Not not snowboarding. That's stupid. That's pretty stupid. Snow. Oh, 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 fishing. Wait. Snowmobile. Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. You build snowmobiles. (laughs) (laughs) Snowmobile. No. Ice fishing, hunting, elk. <laughs> There's no elk. In this. Moose. <laughs> Moose. Just random shit. <laughs> White-tailed deer. Bear. Bear. <laughs> Black bear. Um, Ford yeah. car. There you go. Pure Michigan. Belt forward tough. <laughs> Hell yeah, man, America, bitch. <laughs> That's the way to go. Carhartt. Uh, all I'm saying is that anything Michigan related, Tim Allen can sell it with his voice. And I think I can do the same thing. And <laughs> since my wife works for the state of Michigan, I think I'm a shoe in. You got you got an in. I I put it in. I mean I got an in. Hey oh. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah. Hoop dreams. I dream of being the voice <laughs> of the state of Michigan. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but in 2011, <laughs> you have this thing on your little pin board yeah. of this white dude who's naked. And I don't know what he's wearing oh. to cover his man parts. That's right. You haven't been here since that's been up. But so damn, that I've is gotta, just funny to look at. Randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there is this picture of a naked guy on my board in my office. I mean, he's buff. He's one of my best friends. He stood up in my wedding. He took that, this picture. He is chiseled. He is chiseled. He so for years before he got married, he would take a picture naked and just covering his man parts in some form or fashion some different pose every single year it's, it's my friend Michael Pizzuti I probably shouldn't have said his name well you did now okay so um, sorry Mike this, this was the first picture that I got um, we've been friends for almost 20 years now <laughs> And every year he sends out a postcard to all of his friends of him posing almost naked because he's got a perfect body. And um, in 2011, he's doing this Egyptian pose, legs out, hands up. Spread eagle. Spread eagle. And he's got um, basically covering his man parts is a big ball of Christmas lights. And he just like just perfectly placed them. It's perfectly placed. Yeah, and it says two Heinz love Michael." So <laughs> I've got a bunch of friends named Michael. I just want to know how many times you sit in here. So <laughs> staring at it. So no. So I've I found doing naughty things. No, no, seriously. So. <laughs> I found this picture this past year, this past Christmas-ish. I found this picture in all of my stuff as I was cleaning out, <laughs> cleaning out my office. Cleaning and, uh, out my closet. And so I put it up on the board because it was the first one that I got from him. And I loved it. And so I put it up on the board, pinned it up, and I sent him a picture of it. And then we had a good <laughs> laugh. Because every year, like... There was one that I got. He was like in a cat pose, and he was complete. He was completely naked like that. So he had like a Santa hat on, and instead of the ball being over his junk, the ball was in his hands, and he was in a cat pose, and he was holding the ball, and all you saw was his naked body with socks on, and. Him holding this ball, and you didn't really see anything else. You didn't really even see his ass. It was just like his face, and him holding the the ball. He does that every single year. He's absolutely crazy, and it always says "Merry Christmas, Happy New Year." <laughs> it's a very intimate thing that he sends to his friends. <clears throat> it's pretty awesome. It is. It's funny. Yeah. Actually, men do. the The funny thing is that. That photo, he's actually shaved. 
he actually has a lot more hair than that on his <laughs> chest and his stomach. He shaved for that picture. And, uh, yeah. Oh, he's stacked. He used to be my workout partner, believe it or not. I do believe it, looking at him. <laughs> so... I mean, if I was gay, I'd be like, where does he live? We used to leave Tata Motors, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And Is we... he single? No, he's married. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, by the time this episode <clears throat> drops, he should have his second kid. So he has one oh, kid that's like... Congrats, Michael. Yeah, he's he's got like uh, a five-year-old kid and he's... His second one is due any day now. Does he listen to the podcast? Yes, every now and then. Dude. Yeah. Congrats to you and your family. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, he's awesome. So, his wife is awesome, too. She's... Does she also send naked photos? Because I'd no, like to see that one, too. she does not. <laughs> she does not. I'm just kidding. But she is, <laughs> she is drop-dead gorgeous, and, and she's a fitness coach. Oh, damn. Yeah, she's super fit. She does Flex Fridays on Instagram. And um, Do you know her Instagram handle? Can we give her a shout-out? Ooh. I'd have to look at my phone. I don't yeah. know it off the top yeah. of my head. Well, it's too early in the morning for that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, my Time Training. I think it just... Oh, fuck. I just said something, so I have to... Check her out. Say the right thing. Anyway. Uh well while you're checking that out i um i've listened to and this might get serious here in a minute we've been joking and all that shit but i know i've been absent while all hell has broken loose in america and um i've definitely you know we've talked personally on the phone and that your time you training it. Your not my time, but your time training. It's her Instagram handle, and uh, she's awesome. Check and if if you follow her, she'll give you like meal plans and stuff like that, and oh, exercises, cool. like daily exercises type of shit to do. Yeah, she's super fit. He's a, a this picture here from 2011. He was probably 20 pounds heavier than what he is right now. He is completely chiseled. The dude is stacked. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. How do you really feel about him? He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's hot. He is, he is, to my kids, both my sons, he is Uncle Michael. Nice. Yeah. It, we've been friends for years. He stood up in my wedding. He's an awesome guy. That's cool. Yeah. Well, shout out to you both. We yeah. love you. Even though we've been busting your balls. Bust your balls, kid. Which I can't see because you put tinsel in front of it. Tinsel and, in front of and, it, but, you know, not Christ judging. Christmas lights and all that <laughs> stuff, yeah. But yeah, I was just saying, like, you know, all shit broke loose, and I've been MIA for reasons, and yeah, um, I, I think, and I've told you this, like, I think it kind of worked out since you are a black man. Am I black? Yeah. And I'm a white man. Wow. I think, you know, every time I hit this cord. Stop hitting I'm, the cord. I'm going to stop. Um, anyway, I think it's been kind of beneficial, 
maybe not beneficial, but like it, it kind of worked out because as a white man, I have my own opinions and values and some of that we've talked about. Is this what you're reaching for? Yes. Um, but anyway, I've really found value in the stuff you've been talking about lately and no, seriously, because, you know, as a white man, I can say whatever I want, but like it's different right now. You know what I'm saying? And, um, if you want to explore it, we can, if you don't want to, I'm totally fine not to talk about it. Um, but I've definitely appreciated your opinions and your values and the stuff you've been saying recently. Um, and I just wanted to say real quickly, like my heart is breaking and I, okay. (laughs) Intro music. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. And I, I just hope, like, right now we can all, like, stuff's happening. People are rioting. People are silently protesting. People are verbally protesting. Like, there's just, a, there's an array of shit happening right now. And I just, uh, like, as, ah, I fucking hit the cord again. Stop touching the cord. I can't not talk with my hands. Like, as a white man, like, I just, I want all the shit that's happening to like actually mean something and cause an effect finally, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. And I know we just went like hard turn from joking about this chiseled guy and being gay and all that shit. Love. Yeah. Being whatever, but it's been a minute since I've been on here and I just wanted to say like, I just, I I can't believe that we're here, and yet at the same time, I'm in a weird way glad that we're here, if that makes sense, and I just, I don't know where to go from here, as a white male in America. You know? Yeah. Like, do you want to talk about it, or do you want to just sure, let's leave talk it about where it. it was? Let's talk about it. That's fine. Sure. <clears throat> Do you want to just talk about it, or do you want me to ask you a question? It's up to you. All right. So a dude has a knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 47 or 46 seconds. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's fucking bullshit. (laughs) I mean, white or black, or Mexican, or Asian, or Indian. Doesn't matter. Either Indian. Like, it's a human life. Yeah, that's why my question was a man. Yeah. A man. It doesn't matter what his race is. You can't rob the fact that it was a colored person. Sure. And that that just heightens everything. I appreciate you saying that because I've got friends that say, well, you know, white people get killed more in America than black people do. And my rebuttal every single time is, of course they do. Black people make up 13% of the population. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? There's how can you say? There's more of us. How can you say, oh, white people get killed by cops more than black people do? Uh, Yeah. 
when you're 80% of 350 <laughs> million people in the country, yeah. or almost 400 million people in the country, you make up 80% of it or more. 80% of it. Well, white people get killed by cops more than black people do. Uh, yeah. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Is that a um, justification of kneeling on a black man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? Right. That's the issue. I, and, yeah. and people, in my opinion, they, they always try and find, and I probably have done this and do this as well. So I'm not trying to be like pointing fingers, but like uh, we're always like, yeah, but this. Sure. And then it's almost like sure. we're negating the point that was brought up in the first place. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a defense mechanism or yeah, maybe not so much ignorance, but just like a a selfish thing. I don't I don't know what it is to be honest. You know. And and just being transparent, like, at, at first when I saw these riots happening, I'm like, you guys are all dumbasses. Like, you're doing nothing. Yeah. And then the more conversations I heard on podcasts and the more articles that I've read, because, I, I mean, you know, I haven't been working for a while because in my industry, ain't nothing happening right now. Sure. So... I'm scrolling through stuff. I'm listening to stuff. I'm digesting it. I'm thinking about it. I'm reacting emotionally and I'm not posting anything. Like I didn't participate in uh, blackout Tuesday or whatever that was. And then I read an article a couple days later about how it was actually like counterproductive. And I don't know. You can go either way with all that. I don't know your opinions. I, I honestly don't know my opinion yet. Yeah. But the more that I read and the more that I, I listen to people's opinions, black, white, Mexican, Asian, Indian, whatever, like, <clears throat> I think at first, and again, I'm just being transparent. So you can hate me. You can judge me. You can send all your fucking hate mail to Sean at unchurchedpodcast.show. Bring yes. it on. I want it because I... I'm trying to be vulnerable enough to say I'm figuring this out as a white man sure. who like, I love black people. I'm sitting in a black home right now in Detroit. Yeah. I, I have no racist tendencies, like whatever. And I know everyone's like, Oh, well, if you say that, then that means you're racist. No, it fucking doesn't. It's me trying to be honest. So fucking listen to me. And if you don't want to listen to me, turn this shit off right now. Cause I'm going to be vulnerable. But like when I first saw these riots and shit, I'm like, you guys are dumbasses. This is stupid. It's not solving anything. Then the more I listen and the more I think and try and digest what's happening and try to actually understand what a black person goes through, because I, I never went through that. I'm a white person. And on top of that, I'm a white male. <laughs> so let's not forget, Me Too was just a hot fucking commodity like, what, four months ago? Before this whole COVID shit? Anyway, 
like at first I was like, well, that's stupid. I mean, why are you raiding targets and like Starbucks and mom and pop stores and like, don't beat cops up. That's kind of counterproductive. And the more I hear and the more I listen and the more I'm digesting, I'm like, you know what? I can honestly say I, I'm not a hundred percent like all my eggs in one basket right now, but like, maybe this is what it takes for our culture in America to wake the fuck up and realize like, this is real shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. So we're destructing stuff that didn't need to be destroyed, but like we're getting it. Like I'm not getting attention, so I can't say we're, but like it's getting the attention that it needs. Like people are fucking listening. Yeah. Whole squadrons of cops are kneeling yeah. With protesters, like, when have you ever seen that? Yeah. Like, this is being noticed on such a grand scale that's not even just, like, confined to America. Like, worldwide, people are taking knees and making these statements and doing stuff where it's like, hopefully, even though some things are happening that, I might not think are productive. Maybe they're fucking helping the cause to like, yeah, black lives fucking matter. (laughs) And I don't know why it had to get to this point. And as a white male, I'm sorry that it had to get to this point, but just maybe hopefully. And, and I don't mean this in a, in a negative way. And I hope I'm not coming off as a, pious white ass prick but like hopefully what's happening now is the thing that will at least start to change the thing finally because i I, honestly i don't know why it's taking this long yeah i mean on this podcast i've said numerous times racism 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 It just boggles my mind. I don't understand why the pigment of someone's fucking skin determines how you're treated. But I'm saying that as a white male, and I understand that now. Yeah. But, like, my hope is that, like, yeah, this needs to stop. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And all these people who are like, oh, all lives matter. It's like, well, you're kind of missing the point (laughs) because you're also saying well black lives matter but all lives matter so really black lives don't matter like you're missing the point yeah and i'm i'm starting to understand that as a white male and it just it fucking it affects me in ways that i can't put into words even as a white male And I don't expect anyone to understand that I'm figuring it out, but like it, 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 I can't put it into words fully, man. And I'm just, I'm heartbroken and I don't know what to do. And I hope this fucking shit that's going on, people wake the fuck up as a culture because it's not everybody, you know what I'm saying? But what's that saying? It takes a, it only takes a whatever to spoil the whole whatever. 
You ever heard that saying? What my father-in-law would say is, it just takes one small rat turd to spoil a glass of milk. Yeah, same thing. There you go. Yeah. Point is the exact same way. Yeah. The fact is, is that you can have a whole glass of milk that seems so clean and whatever, and you want to drink it. It's super cold after a full meal, super refreshing. But if it has one small little rat turd, you're not going to want to drink it. Same concept, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think you're right, dude. So my whole point has been that just a little bit of conversation goes a long way. So if you're willing to actually talk to somebody that's darker, complected than what you are, you're already ahead of the game if you're just willing to have a conversation. And that the fact is is that because we're raised so differently, like there's lessons that are taught so differently between cultures when it comes down to America. You can't just simply say all lives matter. You just can't. And some of the posts that my wife has been putting out on Facebook, it's been like, you know, one of the best things I've seen her her put out there is a very simple statement. You can't say that all lives matter without saying that black lives matter. Well, the thing is, is that people say all lives matter to negate black lives matter. Yeah. They, they say it like, and it, I, I guess for me as a black man, and I haven't said this on any of the other podcasts, but I'll say it now. As a black man, when I say black lives matter, and you in rebuttal, whoever you are, you say all lives matter. What it means to me, or what it says to me, or the way that I hear it, is I'm wrong in saying that black lives matter. That I should be saying all lives matter. I feel like it's a, a rebuke or a correction for yeah. you to say all lives matter. And I bet my bottom dollar that majority of black people hear it the exact same way that I hear it. And I don't know that majority of white people actually understand that. Well, that's the point right there. Yeah. While I'm saying that black lives matter and you say all lives matter. It, it it's a negation. It's like you're you're saying you're saying that I'm wrong. You're saying that I'm wrong for only focusing on my culture. Or you're saying that I'm wrong for only focusing on my people. Or I'm wrong for only focusing on you know, whatever. And there's a rebuttal to it. It sounds like a rebuttal. And it's antagonistic. It's taken as an antagonistic response, not as an accepting response. The fact is, is that when you look at, when you listen to people on the right, and, and, and believe me, I'm not, I don't claim to be left. I don't claim to be right. I claim to be in the middle. That's my claim. Personally, my claim is to be in the middle. 
But when I hear people say all lives matter, I think of that as being completely far right politically. And it's like you're trying to defend something, some conservative value that you don't need to defend if you are willing to say the same thing as I'm saying, that black, black lives matter. And the fact is, is that, I'm sorry, dude. I said in the last podcast, June 19th is coming. We're a few days away from June 19th. Yep. June 19th, you have to understand that in, in Oklahoma, back in the 20s, it was Black Wall Street. And black people were starting to come up with their own banks, their own lending and funding and infrastructure and building and all of that stuff. Black people were starting to come up in America, starting there in Oklahoma. And it was white people that burned it down on June 19th. The reason why black people celebrate June 19th, and they call it Juneteenth, it's a celebration of the fact that black people were just starting to get their own shit where they weren't dependent upon the white man. And then all of a sudden the white man burned it down so that they, so that the black man wouldn't have anything. They would be completely dependent on a white infrastructure. And on the last podcast, I I said, Look up Juneteenth, look up redlining, look up all this stuff that was put in place to keep black people down. And for people to say there's no white privilege and there's no racism that exists today, the fact is is that you still have people that are alive today that lived during that time. Maybe they were young. They were, I mean, granted, 1920 to 2020, you're 100 years old. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is that the 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 parents that were alive during that time their kids and the generations after it will remember it and the fact is is that i know what it is i was born in 1982 i know what june 19th means yeah i know what june what what juneteenth you know means i know what it means and i'm almost 40 okay if I know what it means, if I know my history of what happened in the 20s when the Black Wall Street got burned down in Oklahoma, where black people lost everything because of white people burning down everything that they had, destroying everything economically that black people had at that time because black people were supposed to be... Uh, subservient to white people this is after slavery is over this is people trying to come up and people trying to make a living for themselves because they were denied funding <laughs> from the the banks that were controlled by whites they were denied the ability to live in certain neighborhoods and all all during that time black people are are, are starting to become prosperous and you still had 
segregated water fountains and gyms and white people weren't allowed to swim with whites. Black people weren't allowed to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so they started creating it for themselves. And then white people went and burnt it down because they were creating it for themselves and excluding white people. And white people weren't able to prosper off of it. They weren't able to get a piece of it because black people were making it for themselves. I, I just don't get it. And then you want to tell me that white privilege doesn't exist and that that there's no... Um, there's no difference between whites and blacks and that, you know, blacks have all the same opportunity and stuff like that. And then so many white people don't even know anything about June 19th. They don't know anything about the fact that black people have built themselves up and then been torn down by white people and other races or whatever the case may be. You want to make it all this shit like black people are criminals and blah, 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 all this shit. And it's like, we don't want to take any personal responsibility at all. You got to look in the fucking mirror, dude. Like shit has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's all negated because we're in 2020 and you don't think that exists. Like I've, I've talked to friends. They're like, there's no KKK right now. <laughs> And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? KKK doesn't exist today in 2020? You really believe, honestly, that KKK does not exist? Really? You ever, you ever been to Kentucky? <laughs> Racism isn't a big... So I, I, I saw an interview with um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Hmm. Where he's talking about uh, there's no... There's no, uh, God, I can't, I, I can't quote him right now. I love the guy. I love Morgan Freeman. I love what he's done. He believes that there's no white supremacy right now that's keeping black people down. He honestly believes that. He said it in, a, in an interview. And I wholeheartedly disagree with him because the fact is, is that there's still black people that are put down just because they're black. There's black people that are highly educated in corporations that aren't able to move up just because they're black. There's, like, we're still suffering. Black people are still suffering the effects of redlining today. There's certain neighborhoods that black people aren't able to move into. There's, there, there's funding that black people are not able to get just because they're black. Still to this day. And people will deny that it exists. But all you got to do is travel in those circ circles of business people that have been blackballed and unable to. There's places in the South right now. You can't open a business unless you're a Mason. A Mason. And you're going to tell me that. I, I just don't get why people dismiss it and say that there is no discrepancy with blacks and whites and blacks being able to get certain things and they say I just don't understand why you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get what it is that you're supposed to get 
as if there's no opposition, as if there's no hurdles that exist for black people that don't exist for whites. It, it, it blows my mind. And honestly, it just boils down to the fact that it's white people that are saying this because they're white and they're not black. And because they're not black, they don't see the opposition and the hurdles that have to be jumped that they didn't have to go through because they're the forbidden word privileged. Yeah. It's just as simple. They're privileged. And so they don't see it because those hurdles don't exist for them. So I've got plenty of, of, of uh, white friends. And when they tell me the, the shit that they've paid to get stuff done for their houses, I'll call the same companies and it's twice as much for me. It makes no sense. <laughs> I'd love to go get my fence done. I, I, my fence is broken down. This storm tore my privacy fence down. I've been pricing it out to do it myself because I know that the price to get it done is twice as much or more than my neighbors that got privacy fences up. I know. Because I've had conversations with my white neighbors that I live with on the same block. Okay? They have half the price of what it will cost me. I know it because I've asked. Yeah. I've literally talked to them and said, How much is this, how much was this to get to get this done? It's half the price of what I would pay. So white privilege doesn't exist. No. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's bullshit is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And then on the flip side, <clears throat> what you don't see in the media is what we experienced tonight, where there's a block party at a white people's house, right? White people's house. Black people? Yeah, it was a black couple. Oh, so, right. so, so Sean comes in town tonight, today, and I told him, I said, look, we have a block party. Is that our neighbor's house? Everybody is without power. Here's something that's not black privilege or white privilege. This is could be considered black privilege. Anyway, I have a black couple on our block that is well-to-do. They do real estate. Their house is paid off. They're, they've done very well for themselves. They had one of their contractors that worked for them come out and bring them a huge generator. That powers their whole house, except for their AC. And it's tied into their breaker and all of that stuff. And because they're fortunate and they're blessed to be able to be where they are financially, they sent out a mass message to the whole block. And they said, look, we're going to throw a big old barbecue. We got a generator. Everything's taken care of for us. We want to just have a big old cookout, bring up the morale, and have everybody over. They are one of 
three black families on the block. Yeah. Probably in the neighborhood, honestly. Um, because I don't see any other black people other than what's on my <laughs> particular block. They invited everybody for a huge barbecue just to hang out, have some drinks, have some fun, good music, bonfire, have a good time. They invited everybody. They wanted to just share a good time, have a good time, lift everybody's spirit. So it's actually a, ba- a black family. I kept getting them confused with the German couple. Yeah. Are they neighbors? They are neighbors. Okay, so that was my... Right. Yep. The German couple, is, they're neighbors. And then there's an Arab family on the opposite side. <laughs> so, believe it or not. Yeah. But dude, tonight was awesome. Like It was fun. I could have swore I saw Spanish. No. I don't know who they were. No Spanish people. Someone looks Spanish. Maybe they were just tan. I don't know. They were just tan. But it was white, black, and we were all hanging, yeah. chilling. I mean, <clears throat> obviously no issues whatsoever. Yeah. And it was just, it's like, dude, you don't see this on the news. No, you don't. Like a whole block coming together and just hanging out. Yeah. And having a fire and some food, enjoying some drinks, like... It was fucking cool, man. And I'm not even a part of this community. I'm just, yeah. you know, in town for the weekend. And it's like, they welcomed me. Yeah. I don't care what color you were. They were like, oh, hey, let's chat. Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah. That's cool. Thanks for coming. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for <laughs> feeding me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not. And it really isn't. I mean, even to take it further, like we went, I don't know if you want to talk about this on the podcast mm. about the liquor store. Oh yeah. I'll but like I shout out all day. We went to sure. get some, some liquor for the weekend and yeah. just Michael's, I mean, I guess you could tell it better, but yeah, you know, just saying, yeah, bro, we're out of power. And the owner of the store was like, oh man, we just opened like a couple hours ago. Because our power just got turned on, and yeah, and he just like out of the blue was like, "Well, if you need a generator, let me know." I mean, I got one. Yeah. And Michael looked at me and looked at him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Yeah. And that's the reason you know your freezer's on right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a deep freezer in the garage full of meats, and and you guys know if you follow this podcast, I smoke a lot of meats, and um. I got a deep freezer full of meat and full of ice and all of that stuff. Everything that you need to have a big old party. Um, but this one particular liquor store, called uh, it's Wine Garden in St. Clair Shores. For those who are local, they might be listening. Wine Garden in St. Clair Shores. My buddy, uh, Tony, Big Tony. He, um, He's actually short. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Tony is actually Oxymoron. a very small guy. But Chaldean guy, freaking awesome. He's big heart. So before oh, he Sean. even offered it to us, okay, I told Sean, I said, the dude is the best guy in the world. He's so sweet. He's an awesome guy. He's super generous. And then he just 
Tony just proved my point. Well, yeah, because, wait, wait, so you were saying that on the way out. I was saying that on the way out. We get to the truck, and you're like, oh, I forgot ice. We forgot ice. Let's go back in and get some. Yep. And then this happened. Yeah. And it's like, damn, dude, he really is, like, an awesome yeah. dude. On the, on the way out, just, we bought liquor and beer, and we were just, I was just telling him on the way out, Tony's the best guy in the world. Before he even did anything. I was saying, Tony's the best guy in the world. The dude is super sweet, awesome guy, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that I forgot to buy ice. And so we go back in, and I was like, hey, Tony, I need some ice. And um, so I bought a 20-pound bag of ice. And I was like, dude, fucking power is still out, you know. We're going to hang out tonight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, our power just came on two hours ago. I don't need the generator anymore. But I've got this generator that I ran the whole store and all my computers with. It's like, so I've known Tony for years. We've, we've smoked cigars together at the cigar bar. He's just a great guy. And um, I meet a lot of business owners at the cigar lounge because <laughs> that's just what everybody does. Everybody around here locally, all the big guys that, that, that uh, are business owners, they all smoke cigars. So I go there, I meet a lot of people. So Tony was just like, hey, look, just take my generator, just bring it back whenever the, your power comes back on. And at first I was like, you sure? Like, Ugh. I don't know about that. And he's like, yeah, I thought he was kind of kidding at just first. Just take it. And I'm like, fine. All right, I'll take you up on this, you know? So he helped load it into the truck. He was like, if you got a truck, you can take my generator. I said, I got a truck. We pulled it out. He helped put it in the in the truck, in the bed of the truck, and so we were powering our our um, deep freezer in the garage that has all the expensive meats in it. We're good to go. The dude is priceless. the The dude is worth a million bucks. So, if you're local to Detroit and you drink. <laughs> you, <laughs> or you get, smoke cigars. Or smoke cigars. You got to go to Wine Garden and St. Clair Shores. That's the place to go. The man is awesome. And uh, so, what's the point of that? My point yeah. in bringing that up is like, you know, we were going to the truck with our ice and pulling around back to get the generator. I'm like, see, there's good people. Like, he's a white, I'm guessing Italian. Chaldean. He's Chaldean. Okay. Middle Eastern. Chaldean. Either way, yeah. he's he's not black. No. And he's literally just like, yeah, bro, here's my generator. Bring it back when you don't need it. It's fine. Yeah. To You know, to a black person. And why do I bring up race? Well, because fucking people are rioting and yeah. people are dying because they're black. I mean, I can't breathe. For Christ's sake, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. it, George was murdered for that. Yeah. And here we have in, you know, a uh, fucking, like, Detroit of all places. Yeah. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just humans interacting, being good to people. And it's like, dude, there's hope. There is hope. There are good people. They had a block party tonight, mixed, you know, people, and it was it was great. It was awesome. Like that's what needs to be seen, I think, right now. 
on top of, yeah, the shit, you know? And I'm saying this is a white guy, so maybe I'm wrong. But it's even for me, it's just like, dude, there are good people. Like, like, they're just humans, okay? Take the fucking color and the pigment of your skin away. Like, they're good people in the world. And it's just refreshing. And it, like, makes me emotional. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what it's about. It's not about fucking... Well, I guess I can't say that because it is about skin color, unfortunately. It really is. But... I, I yeah. think to the majority of people, it's not about skin color. To a few, it is, and then it gets blown up to a point where murder happens, and yeah, that needs to be fucking addressed. And changes need to happen. But I don't think the majority of Americans are walking around being racist. Right. You know, and that's what's... That's something I'm, like, struggling to figure out for me as a person because I don't think the majority of America is racist. I really don't. I don't think people really think about it that much. And even saying that as a white guy, I'm probably speaking out of privilege because I don't know what it... I don't know the struggles and the things that people of color have to go through on a day-to-day basis because I'm white and I I'm learning to understand that and that even in and of itself is kind of eye-opening and struggling for me but I want to say with that being said if I can and Michael you can correct me or agree or disagree or whatever but like Regardless of all the fucking shit, like, humans are humans. And right now, especially, to see people interacting just as normal humans, like, person to person, like, oh, you have a need? I have a solution. Here you go. That, to me, is like, yeah. (laughs) We're gonna get through this as a culture. And I'm not negating the shit that happened because it's horrible and I don't ever want it to happen to white, black, Mexican, fucking pink, whatever. I just feel like even saying that though as a white person, I have a whole lot of shit coming at me because it's like you don't fucking understand. And I'm trying to understand. So if we go back to the first part of this where I said, bear with me. I'm trying to just work it out. And that's all I can do. I'm being vulnerable and I'm just saying my piece. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm saying shit needs to happen. And to go back again, if burning down shit and kicking cops in the face for whatever reason, if that's what needs to happen right now, for us as a a majority, like a culture to change how we view people, maybe that's what's needed, and maybe that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if it's bad. I don't know. I don't so, know. I agree with you. There, There's a lot of good, and there's a lot of... Uh, uh. There's a lot of people that do the right thing. 
There's a lot of people that aspire to do the right thing. Well, I want to say there's more than not. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, there are more than not. Um, In my opinion, I agree with you there. But it doesn't justify the not. It doesn't. Uh, I, I, I think the problem is is that the 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 stuff that's not conducive to peace typically becomes so adre- uh, egregious it's it's so over the top that it makes it difficult <sighs> for black people to be able to say that things are okay like so, so there there are those that are arguing that you know there's a lot less racism racism today than there was in the past and i get that i understand that sentiment and i can appreciate the optimism but the, at the same time there are those that are saying racism isn't less the reason why it's in the spotlight is because we have cell phones and we're able to record it. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot more shit being recorded today than what was in the past. Um, I, I think for me, I'd feel better if a lot more white people... I feel a lot better if a lot more white people stop denying the racism that still exists today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you start making comparisons to this and that, or, or, or when you say to me, oh, there's a lot more white people that get killed by cops than black people last year in 2019. My response is the same every single time. Were those white people killed because of the color of their skin? Yeah. <clears throat> to me, that's a huge issue. Well, and is there more white people than colored people? There are. That needs to be a question. Well, uh, let's say you're not talking percentages. Fine. Because most people to say, I'm not talking percentages. Those people that are saying that, they realize that percentage-wise... There's still more black people that are killed by cops. Just based on the fact that there's fewer black people than there are white people in this country. So let's cut out percentages. Fine. My question every single time is. Are white people being killed by because of the color of their skin? The answer is no. That's the answer every single time. It's an emphatic no. You're. White people are not being killed because of the color of their skin. Yeah. White people are being killed because of whatever fuck shit they were doing. <laughs> you, you don't have a shit ton of cases being brought against, you know, the court saying this is an unlawful thing that this white person has done. No. It just doesn't exist. Not like black people. You've got so many just court cases where they're building a case basically around race 
And I'm sorry, I, I can't ignore that. I can't ignore that. Uh, I, I, I gave in the last podcast uh, the whole thing of the, the, kids, uh, the kids saying things that black mothers have to teach their black sons. How to live in this world. And I, I say to my white friends, I'm like, you don't teach your kids this. Because you don't fucking have to. How dare you say that this privilege doesn't exist? You don't ever have to tell your kid how to respond to a cop. You don't have to teach your kid how to take walk walk their dog with their license in their pocket to prove that they live in a certain neighborhood. You don't have to do that. You you you've there is no acronym for you when you walk down the street. There's an acronym for me. There's literally nomad. That that is an acronym for black people walking down the street. It doesn't exist for white people. You can't say that the privilege doesn't exist or you can't justify anything by saying that you know white people were killed more than black people last year. You can't say uh, you're 80% of the fucking population. You cannot say there is no correlation between whites and blacks when it comes down to crime, when it comes down to anything. The war on drugs was a war against black people. It wasn't a war against white people. It was a war against black people. Redlining was all against Black people, not whites. And I understand that there is a ton of white people that have fought for black people for human rights and civil rights and stuff like that, which is much appreciated. There were tons of white people that were jailed because they were marching with black people that got jailed. But you, you, you can't equate the two and say, oh, well, this was because, you know, in the 60s, you got just as many white people that were jailed as black people. You, you can't say that because black people were being jailed because they were fighting for their own civil rights where white people didn't have to fight for their civil rights. Yeah. You can't equate the two and say that, you know, you, you can't make any correlation between the two because they were marching together. You, you can't. It's not the same. When black people were fighting for their right to vote and and many black people died because they were fighting for their right to vote, you can't equate the two and say, well, you know, hey, there were just as many white people that got killed that year or, or there were just as many white people that were taken to prison because they were protesting or, or because they were doing whatever. And so, you know, black people getting taken to jail because they're protesting or looting or whatever the case may be. You know, blah, 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 blah. You, you cannot equate the two because it's not the same. Just because white people are fighting for some of the same things that or or are fighting on behalf of the black people that are that are fighting for these things. It, they still had privilege. Yeah. Where black people didn't. If they woke up that morning and said, yeah, no, I'm not going to protest. I'm going to stay home and, and eat my bonbons or, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm going to have my donuts and coffee in the morning. Their life doesn't change if they choose not to protest with black people. 
You can't say, oh, during these protests, you had you had more white people that, that went to jail than black people. You, you cannot even start that conversation because they're not affected the same way. If a white person marches with a black person because black people aren't able to vote, you can't say, oh, it was just as many white people that went to jail as black people during that protest. Those white people were still able to vote when the black people were not. It's not the same. Yeah, they went to jail. Yeah, they did time. But the overall consequence, it's not the same. The black people were still not able to vote. Or the black people were still not able to go into their restaurant. Or the black people were still not able to buy property in that time. And, and, and so you may say, well, that was 60 years ago. So, you know, what's the difference? We're in 2020 now. Are you kidding me? There's still people that were alive back then. That still remember that. Yeah. And we're still seeing that today. You're just not acknowledging it. And and I said on the the few podcasts that I did by myself, like you still have people that got hung in DC recently and in Alabama and in Louisiana. You, you still have black people that are getting hung in trees in twenty twenty. Still, just look it up. There's still black people being hung in trees. Why? Because racist black people, racist white people, still to this day, say that black people are nothing more than monkeys. Monkeys live in trees. And therefore, monkeys die in trees. So black people need to be hung in trees. It's still happening in 2020. I don't understand how you can say that there's no white privilege or that there's no, like, all of us are the same. All lives matter. White people aren't being hung in trees in 2020, but black people are because they're racist white people that say that black people are nothing more than monkeys. How can you say that there's no difference between black and white people? You you can't say it. No. <clears throat> it's not logical. Black people are getting hung in trees in 2020. In 2020. 2020. And with what repercussions? For what? You can't find the killers. Nobody's being prosecuted. Can you imagine if a black man hung a white man? How the tables would turn. Absolutely. And I understand that. And, and, and believe me, this question has been posed to me. What if the tables were turned the opposite way? Believe me. Listen, it, it was less than 100 years ago. Emmett Till. The shit that happened to him because... It, it, he was accused of whistling at a white woman. 
They beat him to a pulp. They tied him to the back of a pickup truck and drove him for several miles. He was so beat up, his face was unrecognizable. The woman that he supposedly whistled to is like almost 80 years old or 80-something years old. Just came out and admitted that that never happened. That she never, that he never did that to her. She didn't want to go to her deathbed with that secret that she actually told a lie. Look it up. You can find the story. All I'm saying is that shit is real. <laughs> Whether you want to believe it or not, this shit is still real. Yeah. And, um, you know, you gotta... You gotta really look into shit. It's, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not over. And I know Sean is here and I, I so appreciate him being here. I, I guess for me as a black man, it still hurts and I'm not over it. And I still feel it. And it's still real to me. And it sucks. And there's nothing that I can do about it except for talk about it. And I'm not going to post it on Facebook because that's not my, that's not my MO. <laughs> but I'll put it on this podcast because it's our podcast and I feel free to be able to say it. But it, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's not fun. I know in my own neighborhood, I take extreme precautions because of how I've been treated in my own fucking neighborhood that I live in every single day that I pay the mortgage for and that I pay the taxes for I feel a certain way being here because of the way that I've been treated living here and it was no different in the place that I was living in before the fact is is that I still live in America and I still feel a certain way because of the way that I've been treated. And it still sucks. And it hasn't gone away. And I don't know when it's going to go away. And so the only thing I can do is prep my sons that I have, my two sons that I have, and say, hey, look, you live in a fucked up country. And this shit is still real. And it still exists today. And this is how you should carry yourself. And this is how you should interact with the world that you live in. And it sucks to be able to feel the necessity to give that message. But it's necessary. So. I don't know. Jesus is still Lord. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Which opens a whole other can of worms. <laughs> you know what? I think we need to do a podcast one day that deals with slave masters forcing Christianity upon black people. Hmm. 
in order to make them more submissive as slaves. That'll be a podcast, bro. I think we should just cover what the Bible teaches about slavery. Even if we did that? Because it's not the slavery that everyone thinks of when they hear me say the word slavery. We could do both. Because I'm telling you, dude, there was a message that was given to black people from white Christians. Oh, I'm sure. As to how they were to submit to their slave owners. Yeah. That completely shaped the entire way that black people did church. It's probably very similar to how wives should be submissive to their husbands. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. And know their fucking place. And know their place. God damn it. Bitch. Exactly. I'm I'm being real. Yeah, 100%. I think there's similarities 100%. there. There are. And both are equally disgusting. Completely disgusting. And horribly fucked up renditions of what the Bible actually meant to teach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we're still Christians, right? Uh, yeah, we are. 100%. 100% still Christians. And, um, Jesus is king, but he's, he is. He's not Trump's king. Because Trump can get up there and say all his, I positively tested positively for my COVID test. This is very positive. One of the most positive positive tests you've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, But it was negative. I did positively test negatively. Uh, But it was very positively how I tested negatively. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's those fucking assholes who, and yeah, I fucking Uh, said it. God damn it. Oh. So hear every fucking word I just said right now. You anti-Trumper. It's those assholes who think slavery is king and the wife should stay home, make babies, and fucking cook and clean and shut her goddamn mouth. And those people are detestable and they're shitty and they are the fucking problem. Not the entire problem, but... Ugh, I could go off, bro. Yeah. It's disgusting, man. Yeah, yeah. It it really is. There's no Jesus in that. None at all. None at all. And the people that want to argue that it is, you're fucking brainwashed and you're ignorant and you're dumb. Yeah, I'd agree. (laughs) 100%. And not like... I need to shut up. I've been drinking too much. We'll get into it later. Yeah, I feel like I just went a little bit too hard <clears throat> given it's your first time back. No, it's all good, man. But it needs to be said, it needs to be heard. People need to talk about it. People need to struggle with it, you know? Again, as yeah. a white as a white man, I I don't know what to do. You know? Obviously I have colored friends i'm sitting here with you i love you like a brother yeah i don't i don't know 
the things you struggled with and still struggle with. Yeah. I just know it needs to fucking change, man. We're all humans. And I don't want to say that and it be like, well, of course you're saying that because you're a white man. I'm saying it from a, a, a legit, like, genuine place of, like, this shit. I don't give a shit if you're fucking a woman, if you're Indian, if you're fucking transgender, motherfucking bi, fucking alien, half-bred from a thing. Like, I don't give a fuck. You're a human. Yeah. Can we not just be humans? Yeah. And I'm not trying to negate the shit that people have gone through because of my privilege. I'm just saying it's bullshit, man. And I don't know what to do about it. I'm not going to go burn down a Starbucks. But at the same point, like, you need to meet me where I'm at. And, like, how can I do something? How Like, let me struggle with you. In my privilege. Okay, I'm fucking a white-ass privileged motherfucker. Sweet. How can I help? Because I want to help. This is shitty. It's affected me. Like, I'm watching the riots, and I'm just repeatedly saying, like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to process it, you know? And... I can't imagine growing up your whole life having to, you know, go through a list of A to D before you walk out the fucking door just in case you get stopped or, you know, whatever the fuck that I don't know because I didn't have to grow up that way, but I don't want it to be that way. Yeah. And seeing people react like... I'm getting emotional because seeing all these fucking cops who took knees, it's like, yeah, dude, like, they're fucking people, too. They're humans. They're not all bad. Not every cop who wears a badge. Honestly, most of the cops who don't, or most of the cops who wear badges are not fucking black haters. (laughs) Right. I agree. It's it's the it's the one that spoils the pot. It's the four that spoil the pot. And you know what? If we're going hard at people, it's the fucking motherfuckers who tape it on their phone and don't have any balls or any fucking umph to like do something about it. Yeah. So congratulate you. Yeah, you made it go viral. Thank you. But you also watched a fucking human die. And yeah. you did nothing. Yeah, that's the other part So of fuck it. you, because you're just like the pig-ass fucking piece of shit human who put the knee in his fucking throat for 8 minutes and 47 seconds or 46 seconds. Like, you're just as bad because you did fucking nothing. And I don't want to hear that shit about, like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's the cops. No, you don't have that fucking right. No, not when it's a life at stake. And not when you want to post it and be like, oh, look at these shitheads. No, fuck you too. You're a part of this shit. And I don't want to be a part of it. And I don't know how to not be a part of it. So, like, can we talk about it? Can we open it up? Can we finally fucking get somewhere in this 2020 
where white, black, pink, purple, orange, Mexican, Indian, the other Indian, <laughs> like, can we all fucking just, like, get somewhere with this, please? It's just the other Indian. Well, there's two types. <laughs> I know there's two types, but you just said there's the other Indian. There's like, oh, welcome to my quickie mart, and then there's like, how konnichiwa. <laughs> konnichiwa. That's not Indian, is it? Yeah. Konnichiwa? Konnichiwa, yeah. It's Japanese, isn't it? Konnichiwa? Yeah. I don't know. Fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I drink... I'm not going to tell you how much I drink, but I drink a it lot. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I feel like the rock right now. Konnichiwa is not Indian. No, it's not. What's Indian? What's 100% Indian, Konnichiwa is not Indian. How? Hey, listen. I feel like The Rock right now. What's your name again? Huh? What's your name? Sh- Sean. It doesn't <laughs> matter what. <laughs> oh, the Rock doesn't care what your name is. That's how I feel right now. No, you know what? This is why I've missed you, though. Honestly, this is why I've missed you because... Listen, dude, I've been given a black perspective for the last three weeks or three episodes. And honestly, I I know 100% that I, I am completely biased. This is why I need a partner. I am completely biased. I think one way because of the color of my skin. I do. I think one way because I'm a Christian. I think one way because I'm a man. I think one way because I'm married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I, I have I, all the same things. It's just so completely biased all the way around. And I've been so conflicted all across the board. And it's fucking been... It's been breaking my brain and breaking my heart. And uh, you know what? I didn't even think about what you just brought up. Like, if you're listening to this, listen to what Sean just said. He said that the guy that videotaped it is just as bad as the guy that did the shit. I mean, it, in so many words. So, maybe not just as bad. But uh, I didn't even think about the person recording. The person recording is just as much of a piece of shit as the people that were doing the act. Because the person recording could have put down their phone and knocked the fuck out of that cop. Or at least tried. Or at least tried it and George Floyd would still be alive. Maybe. I mean, we can't say definitely. But we like, can't say definitely, but... We can't a, just sit here and point a, fingers at the no, four cops. No. You're, you're, when there's uh, how many camera angles of the same thing happening? So many different camera angles. How about everybody that videotapes a tragedy, throws their phone in the water... And actually does something about it. I didn't think about that at all. The last three episodes that I've been ranting, I never considered that fact. And so for me, I for those that know me know that I don't post on Facebook. When was the last time you saw a post from me? Today is my dad's... Well, the day of this recording is my dad's birthday. I mean, I wasn't even on Facebook today, so <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I know. I put it on there. Oh, so you weren't on there, but I, 
I reposted a post that I posted years ago. It came up on my timeline on Facebook. My dad didn't have Facebook at the time. Today's June 12th. It's my dad's birthday. He didn't have Facebook in like 2011 or whatever it was. And that post came up on my timeline. I reposted it and tagged my dad because he didn't have Facebook at the time. So I re-tagged my dad and he got to, he got a chance to see an old post that I put on him. My point is is that I'm not one to post shit on Facebook or, or on social media. It's not easy for me. I struggle with hashtags and all that shit. I'm almost 40. And I honestly, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. care when it comes down to posting on social media. I just don't. It's not my thing. Like, without you, I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't be doing this without you, Sean. And so, and, and we've talked about that and got, you know, all emotional. I love Sean. So Sean loves sweet. me. So sensitive. Whatever. Say it again, though. Fuck you. Slower and louder. So anyway, <laughs> uh, my, my point is, is that people get so crazy with their phones and needing everything to be videotaped, everything to be cataloged, and we miss the moment with our eyes, the yeah. thing that our actual brain will actually remember. The experience of it. The experience of it. The the to be able to fathom the the fullness of what you're viewing with your eyes, your body will remember what you experience with your eyes. It's a full body experience when you experience something with your eyes. Like the first time you saw a naked female body, it was, I'm sorry, forgive me, that was too far. <laughs> the point is, is that. I think it's a good point. You well, should just go with it. Well, the, uh, the point is, is that everything doesn't have to be, re be recorded with a camera. You seeing something, something with your eyes, it's going to affect you physically. And it's something that you will remember, not just emotionally, but physically for the rest of your life. Yeah. Fuck your phone. You're right. Why didn't you drop your phone and go full on Lawrence Taylor, tackle that fucker, knock him off his neck, and save this guy's life? Like... I never thought of it. You're absolutely right. There were so many different camera angles. Those fuckers are just as guilty. They should feel so much remorse and so much mental and emotional anguish in that they captured the death of a man on their phone and did nothing. They literally recorded it for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Or 47 seconds and never drop their phones. Probably longer than that. And tackled the guy. They should have <clears throat> tackled that cop. And taken whatever repercussions there were. And so, so my well, biggest. That's the thing right there. My thing was. You detained the guy within 
however seconds or minutes you had his hands tied behind his back, why didn't you put him in the car and just let him soak, piss himself, shit himself in the car? Yeah. Let him do that. You know, if you've never been in the back of a cop car, it's uncomfortable. It's these, you know, big plastic seats that are in the back seat of a, a, a of a cop car. They're like uh, fiberglass or plastic something because there's a lot of people that get detained that end up pissing themselves or shitting themselves in the back of the car. And so that they don't have to wash, you know, or replace cloth seats. And plus, you know, the cop car comes back to the station. They can literally hose down that back section because it's all plastic and fiberglass and shit. You can just wash it out with a power washer and go on back on patrol. Don't ask me how I know that. I don't know that. Don't ask me how I know that. Well, in my white privilege, I sat in the back of a cop car and it was crammed, dude. It's very uncomfortable. You don't right? have leg room. No leg room. I mean, you know, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But my point is, is that. You could have threw him back there eight minutes ago yeah, and saved his life. Six minutes ago. Or even if you wanted to go six minutes ago. And if you were recording it, even at eight minutes, you could have saved this guy's life by going and, and pushing the cop off of this guy and yelling in his face, put him in the car. Don't lay on his neck. Put him in the car. And he would have been alive. But there's so many variables to that. <clears throat> there were, are. Were all the people filming black? Who who fucking cares? Well, it it would matter right now because black lives matter. And cops hate black lives. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, that's a real thing. But I don't believe that cops <clears throat> hate black lives. I, just I mean, even that... as a white man, if I was... I mean, I I don't know. Like, would I go up and physically assault an officer, even knowing, like, this dude's saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Give me the chance. Am I going to go assault an officer? Give me the chance. While there's three others around there just standing there watching? Give me the chance. Like, am I really going to sacrifice my life? Yes, give me the chance. Like like I, I, I said on the last podcast, white woman taking a picture with her black son. She said that if that was my son and a knee was in his on his neck for eight minutes and forty seven seconds and he died. Well yeah. She said I'd burn the fucking town down. Of course. But what burn if it, it wasn't all down. your son? Who fucking cares? It's a life. Let me see that shit. I'll be the first one there pushing that cop over. Saying, what the fuck are you doing? This is a life. Get the fuck off his neck. 100%. So you would sacrifice... I would sacrifice my life for another. Because you know what? No love. No greater love has no one other than this. Than to lay down his life for his friend. There is no greater love. And the fact is, is that if we're Christians... 
There should be no greater love within us than to lay down our lives for our friends. Now I'm getting emotional. And I'm telling you that the call of God on every single one of our lives is to lay down our lives for one another. That is what true Christianity is. And I swear to God, if I lay down my life for somebody else, I live with Jesus for eternity. But not just that being the end goal. The fact is, is that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Enough. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts enough that we should be able to lay down our lives for one another. That means to protect our lives. I love my wife enough to take a bullet for her. Or for my sons. Of course. But what about a stranger? A stranger as well. A stranger as well. Because I believe that that's part of what we're called to do. To love one another. So how come no one did it? Because it it didn't exist for them. And that's a question that will never be answered. I, I believe that the reason is, is because they the love of God did not exist in them. It's well, just that simple. And All not, this Black Lives Matter <clears throat> shit that's going on right now. Nobody had the fucking balls. But they do now. They do now, but... Uh, after the fact. After the fact. But the thing is, is that uh, there were black people that were there. And that bothers me. That bothers me that nobody stepped up to save this man's life. It's interesting, isn't it? It is very interesting. And and, and this, I'm is, not, this is why I need you on this podcast. I'm not trying to I take think away from the fact that something no. very bad happened. It was still wrong. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. I'm also just exploring avenues, you know, because if we're going to riot and we're going to pick it or we're going to stand there in silence with a sign, yeah, then you better fucking see some shit happening and step in and do something about it because burning down a goddamn Starbucks that ain't doing shit. No. If you aren't going to do shit. If you were there in Minnesota, you should have stepped up and took that fucking cop out. Or at least tried. Or at least tried. Even if it meant your own harm. It doesn't matter. He would have lived. Or maybe not. Maybe you both would have died. But like. So what would have happened? You would have got tased? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they would have shot you. Maybe they would have shot you. Because you're assaulting a cop, air quotes. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Again, I'm not trying to say I have answers. I'm just, you know. I'm just saying that I think, in my opinion, I think that I would have done something about it. And I would have jumped in. And I would have helped that guy. I can honestly say. Five minutes in, dude, are you kidding me? On his neck. I would have been yelling in the cop's face. I mean, put him in the car, right? Yeah. Why are you on top of him? Put him in the car. Like, take your knee off. Take your knee off. Put him in the car. If he's guilty, fine. Put him in the car. Are you serious? Two minutes in, put him in the car. Why is he not in the fucking car? You're in front of a cop car. Why is he not in the car? And you're surrounded by other cops. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, I can't. It's one of those things I feel like unless you're in it, 
you can't really say definitively what you would you do. You can't. You can't, and I acknowledge but, that. I acknowledge that full, full, 100%. But I, I, I guess that. my point yes. is, like, if you're... If you have the air quotes balls enough to go out and destroy cop cars and beat cops up who have nothing to do with this yeah, and destroy other businesses, some of them small businesses. They blew up a police station. Like, caught stuff on fire. Like, if you sure. have the, the balls to do that, you better goddamn well have the fucking balls to step in. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's just you. Yeah. And there's 50 cops. You better fucking stand up to them right. goddamn cops. Right. Or else everything you're doing is a bunch of shit. A bunch of fucking bullshit. And you're a pussy ass poser. I agree. And I hate that that's harsh. But like. It's some bullshit. You know what I mean? And and again, I'm saying this like, I don't know what I would have done. Sure. I want to think that, oh, yeah, I'd be the hero, and I'd punch that dude in the temple, and I'd take his gun and shoot the other Asian guy. You don't know. And then I'd do a you don't know. fucking, who's that guy? Texas Ranger. I'd do a Chuck Norris and take out the <laughs> other one. Like, I don't know what I would have fucking done. Sure. It's just... <clears throat> You just don't know. But you know what? At the end of the day, right is right. Wrong is wrong. And we all have a different definition of what that is. So. All I know is that love is love. And we all define that differently as well. But even in the midst of our different definitions, if we all just try to do it a little bit better and a little bit more, we'll be a whole lot better off. Well, that's for damn sure. So, how about we end it at that? Yeah. Racism is a motherfucker. It is. And it needs to be done. And honestly, I know we're trying to end on an up note, but I don't think it ever will be done fully. I just don't. It's kind of like world peace. You're not going to get everyone on the same page. Yeah. That's the downfall of humanity. I mean, and to make it a Christian thing, we're born into sin. Like, the ruler of the... What is it? The, yeah, the prince and the power of the air. Like, God handed that over to Satan, to Lucifer. Like, we're, it's not going to get too much better, people, unfortunately. We can try, and damn it, try, okay? Stay positive, Preach the message of love and Christ and defend people when they're defenseless and feed the hungry and, you know, do the good, be the good. But, like, not everyone in the whole entire world is ever going to be on the same page, unfortunately. But the hope is that we will. Right? Which is kind of a... I mean, I'm 
What are you calling it? <clears throat> I'm, uh... <laughs> Good God, is he peeing? <laughs> I don't know where Michael went, everyone. <laughs> he just ran out. <clears throat> um... Yeah, I'm being a double negative, I feel like, but, you know, it's going to be shitty. It's always going to be shitty. Until we die. Until Christ comes to return and take us all away. But, Jesus Christ, people, can we get over the racism shit? And listen, even if it's just... Opening up the dialogue more than we have. Oh my god. Do you guys hear what's going on in the background? Jeez. <clears throat> okay, I'm a, I, I, I can't even. I don't know if you're peeing or if that was like a fucking hose. Good god. Oh, I god. couldn't even keep my train of thought going. <laughs> it had to be so bad. It was bad. <laughs> Oh, God, it was terrible. Listen, it's not all shitty. No, right? it's not. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Half a bottle of Tito's in. And Estella a trois. Um, It's good to be back. It's good to be back in Detroit with Mikey Hizzle. Yeah. And G. And Max Hizzle. Um, it's been a long one. I got to pee now, so. All right. Send all your hate mail to Sean, S E A N, <laughs> at unchurchpodcast.show. Yeah. I'll read it all. I'll try and respond. Like, seriously, let's open the dialogue. Let's, let's get everyone talking about this shit because that's the only way that stuff's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? If, if we just put it under a rug or we don't talk about it or we move on to what fucking Trump's saying tomorrow because God knows he's tweeting already. Right. Like we need to stay on this and we need to keep the communication going. So let's do it. Even if it's tough, don't just video shit. Step in and I'm going to try and do the same and let's talk about it. White, black, pink, purple, I'm not diminishing colored lives. I'm just saying, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's be humans together. Can we do that? Can we try and do that? Because I don't know what else to fucking do. I'm going to go pee. All right. So we appreciate everybody that's listening. And listen, we've been all over the board tonight. I've got some dirty jokes to tell, but I'm going to save it for another time. I'll probably tell Sean later tonight, but uh, Sean's in Detroit, so we're going to do a few more episodes with uh, Sean Dizzle in Detroit. If you like what we're talking about, please drop us a like, a comment, uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and keep the conversation going. Check us out at unchurchedpodcast.show, and you can email us at either... Michael or Sean at unchurchedpodcast.show. We'll get it all. We'll talk about it. We'll respond to you. And uh, we appreciate everybody's attention because it means the world to us. Your attention is everything. And we will love you 
long time. And Sean is very far away from the microphone right now because he's peeing. But he would say, so long, we love you. <laughs> Peace.